you know, the first half of the year was just absolutely remarkable. You look back, in the first six months of this year, the S&P average total return was over 15%. I mean, that is a good year, much less six months. And double-digit percentage gains for the Dow and, and for the NASDAQ, too. So as we go into the second half of the year, what can we expect? Well, we looked at the first day back after the Independence Day holiday, and evidently not much. Hugh Johnson has seen a lot of these markets. He's the chief investment officer, founder, and partner of Hugh Johnson Advisors and joins us right now from Albany to New York. It's good to have you with us. Great to be with you, David. So, so we can we do this again in the second half of the year? Weren't you, were, well, were you surprised? I mean, I didn't see many experts looking for 15.2%. No. No, I, I, I wasn't surprised uh, it, in one respect, is that I think that we were headed towards, of course, we're making comparisons to 2020, the first two quarters of 2020, and they and that was really the most dismal uh, two quarters, and particularly the uh, second quarter, and particularly March and April of 2020. So I knew the, I knew the comparisons would be pretty darn good. Uh, for the first half of this year, and they turned out to be really good. Uh, the numbers that drive the markets were were just really positive. But I must admit, David, you don't get quarters. Uh, you don't get halves uh, like we got in the first half. So maybe I expected something positive, but not this positive. This was really a, a positive surprise, and it was a positive surprise on the upside, and it was driven by some pretty darn good numbers. Yeah, and they were they were going back after some stocks that hadn't performed at least. Uh seemed like last year it was all technology that was bouncing back and all the fang stocks. This time it was financials. My goodness, oil, who could have seen that coming? I I, I couldn't have. But what but what's left out there? Is there any value left in the market? It's really hard to find value and you know, we've come a long way, very far, very fast and uh, we've gotten a little bit pricey. We're not as overvalued, I think, as uh, some might think after the kind of moves we've had to the upside, both 2020 and the first half of uh, 2021. But we are a little bit overvalued. And I would say if you want a number for it, I'd put it around 4%, maybe as high as 5% overvalued or above the level that I think we should probably be at. Uh, given all the fundamentals that have taken place. So a little bit pricey, a little bit overvalued, and that takes away a little bit of the upside potential that we have uh, for the second half of this year. So, you know, maybe the second half won't turn out to be quite as surprisingly good as that first half. Yeah, it seems like Europe in particular, well, international markets, I guess, in general, have been lagging us somewhat. Is that a good place? There's still some value there? Well, you know, they've been lagging for an awfully long time. And, uh, yeah, there's value there, particularly because they've been lagging behind, lagging in the recovery. And, of course, I think they've had a lot more problems, longer-lasting problems with the pandemic, which has caused a lot of the problems uh, that we see in Europe. But they're starting to come out. They're starting to emerge from that. And, you know, the truth is we're starting to see better relative performance. It's not better than the U.S. yet. But it's certainly better. The gaps are not quite as uh, what they were once. So I think that we'll probably get a little bit better performance, relative performance out of Europe and some of the other parts of the world as we move through the second half of the year. That's just a guess. You know, long lagging there. It's a little bit overdue. Yeah, You know, it's it seemed fairly transparent what was going on. I mean, it certainly sounds like the Fed is sort of setting us up for tapering and, you know, it's going to come and. 
we see signs of inflation everywhere we look, everywhere. Um, and yet interest rates stay low. You know, and the, and the message of interest rates staying low is that you're, you bet that the Federal Reserve, of course, has told us that over and over again, yes, we're going to get high year-over-year uh, -year inflation rates, and we certainly have had those in the in the first six months of the 2021, but they continue to insist that this is just transitory, that it's going to pass. I don't think it's going to pass quite as soon as they think it is. I think the second half of this year we're still going to be seeing pretty strong, very high inflation numbers on a year-over-year -year basis, but they're going to start to come down a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit in the second half. And by the time we get to let's say the second quarter of 2022, I think we're going to be looking at inflation rates that are nowhere near that 5% level that we're seeing now, but back down to the roughly the 2.5% level. Still not a great number, but nevertheless, certainly a lot less than we're seeing in the first half of 2021. So transient, uh, I think, is then the word that uh, transitory is the word that the Federal Reserve has used, and I think they're going to be right this time. We'll see the rate of inflation come back down. But again, we're going to have to wait until 2022 to see those numbers. So what do we do for income right now? If if a lot of fixed income people, you know, they used to roll CDs. They haven't done that in years. Uh, bonds don't seem to be paying anything. Uh, default, you go back to dividend paying stocks? You probably have to do that. You know, I've I've tried to solve the problem of low interest rates or fixed income securities for the first half of this year. We've spent an awful lot of time doing it, and, and I, I'm just really hard-pressed to figure out what you do to generate the kind of income you think you deserve from the fixed income markets, and it's just not possible. The returns are haven't been good this year. Um, they, they've been a little bit on the positive side, but not much. And I don't think you're going to see much other than that And when we get to the second half of this year. I think rates are going to continue to stay a little bit lower than people expect. And when we get to 2022, and especially late 2022, we'll be looking at the Federal Reserve probably leaning towards restraint, maybe raising interest rates in 2023. We'll see higher rates, and returns will get maybe a little bit better from the fixed income markets when we get up. Uh, when rates get a little bit higher. But I don't think they're going to be um, particularly appealing. I think the, the real returns are going to still be available from the equity markets. They may not be what they were in the first half of 2021, but they'll be better than the fixed income markets. So, you know, those of you that are really uh, stuck with bonds, um, I just don't think the returns are going to be there. You know, I used to have a friend of mine, I used to say, Bonds. He loves bonds. It's the it's the slowest way to lose your money uh, that he's ever been able to come up with. Well, uh, that may be true, uh, but right now maybe you'll make a little bit of a return, but not much. Well, and and if interest rates do turn around and scoot back up, you can lose it pretty quickly in bonds. You bet you could. All right, Hugh Johnson is chief investment officer, founder, partner. Hugh Johnson Advisors. We always enjoy our visits. Thank you very much for the time. Always my pleasure, David. For more of our conversation with Hugh Johnson, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.